0: Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story.
1: Ernie's Christmas Trees, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians 6, verse 9. This Christmas parable is a celebration of faithfulness.
0: Ernie's Christmas Trees, A So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck Let's have a Christmas story, one original and new, not Charlie Brown or Frosty, Rudolph, Santa Claus, or Scrooge. Don't get me wrong, I like the Grinch and Dickens' Christmas Carol, even Elf, though I can only take so much Will Ferrell. No, what we need is something this unfolding Christmas Eve that touches every one of us and helps us to believe. So put a child upon your lap and hold somebody's hand. Let's see if we can capture love like only Christmas can. Our setting's not a stable or a field in Bethlehem with angels telling shepherds, peace on earth, good will towards men. A supermarket parking lot like those you've seen before beckons us to come partake a little Christmas lore. Orange cones outline a spot defined and set aside, 14 parking spaces long, 11 spaces wide. It's here a truck has dropped its load as pretty as you please, 500 freshly cut and mounted emerald Christmas trees. Balsam, Douglas, Noble firs, red cedar, cypress too, Scotch, Virginia, mountain pines, and spruce, Norway, and blue. The smell of trees is everywhere, each needle aromatic, as branches find their former shape within this asphalt paddock. And just as we conclude our tour, we hear a bump and wheeze as a battered truck with camper stops and parks amongst the trees. Opening a squeaky door, a man steps in the lot, followed by a scraggly dog with black and amber spots. Well, he says with hands on hips, we made it once again. Looking to the dog, he quips, come on, Napoleon. They amble to the camper, which could not appear much sadder. Open and remove a box, a sign, and wooden ladder. Strings of Christmas lights are soon deployed and hanging there, the man moves up and down each step with age-worn, aching care. At last, the sign is tied in place, suspended in the breeze, there featuring in faded letters, Ernie's Christmas trees. Bending down, he pets the dog and rubs behind his ears, here where he spent Christmases for 47 years. It started as a hobby back when he was young and brash, a way to spend the holidays and earn some extra cash. Time marched on in earnest, years and decades taunt and tease, Christmas after Christmas spent in peddling wreaths and trees. Sleeping in his camper through the sleet and snow and rain, returning to this venue like a comforting refrain. Dads who once were youngsters when they first perused this lot have introduced their children to this storied, special spot. Families, generations, make traditioned yuletide journeys, traveling just so they can buy their Christmas trees from Ernie. Or they know his story like a legend through the years. Where they most were needed, Christmas trees somehow appeared. Hospitals and shelters, schools and clinics by the score, find that green donated trees are left outside their doors. No family, and no matter their ability to pay, ever found their home without a tree on Christmas Day. So, like an institution bringing warmth amidst a freeze, magic comes each Christmas from this little patch of trees. Ernie sets a battered table and an ancient chair By the camper's bumper sits his tired body there At his side Napoleon sits down and softly whines An effort to remind someone that it is supper time But Ernie's mind is elsewhere as his thoughts rotate and cast For he knows this Christmas in this place will be his last Age has finally hailed him Now someday it will us all, and though he wished he could, he can no longer dodge its call. One more Merry Christmas in this place he's come to love, cherishing the role that's come to fit him like a glove. Well, crisp December days unfold, the calendar progresses, and Ernie finds himself beset with mysteries and guesses. Though he's set and ready, and the season's well along, He hasn't sold a single tree. Seems something here is wrong. Those cherished, faithful customers, so treasured and endeared, not one has stopped to buy a tree, not one has yet appeared. Might there be some troubled times? Could finances be drastic? Have they artificial trees, aluminum, or plastic? Despite the lack of business, Ernie's rounds are still completed leaving gifted Christmas trees at places where they're needed. But as for visits to the lot, austerity prevails. No patrons and no purchases, no customers, no sales. Finally, it's Christmas Eve, the sun begins to set. Ernie's mind and mood about as low as they can get. Only his donated trees have exited this spot. All the others stand unsold within the little lot. "'Well, he pets Napoleon, I guess it's truly time "'for us to step aside and let this enterprise unwind. "'I'll go and make some dinner,' Ernie's voice was barely casted. "'Looking round, he murmured, "'It was joyous while it lasted. "'Rising to his weary feet, his reverie is caught,' when a shiny silver SUV pulls up beside the lot. Ernie recognizes those emerging from the doors, a family who have bought his trees in passing years before. "'Merry Christmas, Ernie,' comes cascading from the dad. "'We've come to pick the finest Christmas tree we've ever had.'" "'Welcome,' Ernie stammers as the kids surround a fir. "'Daddy, we want this one. It's the one that we prefer.'" "'Okay,' the father answers, turns to Ernie with a glance. "'You heard the ones in charge.' "'He pulls his wallet from his pants. "'Ernie somehow finds his voice, returns a hearty laugh. "'Seeing how it's Christmas Eve, I'll cut the price in half.' "'Nonsense,' says the father. "'It's the quality that counts,' "'and quickly pays the asking price the proper full amount. "'Ernie thanks the smiling man, then gestures toward the pine.' Shall I tie it to your car? I've got a box of twine. No thanks, replies the grateful dad, his voice infused with cheer. I think we'd like to decorate and just enjoy it here. Ernie sees the wife, the mom, approaching with a box. Filled with lights and ornaments and wonderment, he gawks. And as the tree is beautified, a second car pulls in. Another family roams the lot and buys a tree within. Just like that, a box appears, and in a lovely burst, another Christmas tree is decorated like the first. Ernie stands astounded at a sight he can't believe as cars soon fill the parking lot this special Christmas Eve. All are buying Ernie's trees, yet no one takes them home and soon a fine enchanted forest glittered as it shone. Folding tables, folding chairs are quickly set in place and food begins appearing at a ripe and rapid pace. Ernie's heart begins to pound, his eyes to fill and brim, for he knows they've come to spend their Christmas Eve with him. All the faces in the crowd, he knows them one by one, Daughters become mothers, fathers he first met as sons, and each tells him a story, their collective memories of love and joy and laughter in the glow of Ernie's trees. As cups are being emptied and the plates begin to fill, a man walks up to Ernie as the crowd is hushed and still. The mayor, who just finished hanging all his decorations, clears his throat and reads from an official proclamation. Let it be here known and carried hence to points afar. Sometimes the Lord allows a man to serve as Christmas star, shining in the darkness with a love for all to see, yet often sowing kindness in a place known but to thee. In fine consideration of the blessings brought our way, I hereby now declare that this is Ernie's Christmas Day. Rousing cheers and loud applause now manifest and rise, and no one can contain the glistening teardrops in their eyes. And any doubts that Ernie held that God was truly pleased vanished in the brilliance of 500 glowing trees. All of us possess a gift with magic to bestow. The more that we distribute it, the more it seems to grow. It can't be wrapped with ribbon, and it won't stay in a box. will never be constrained by chain or prison bars or locks. In case you haven't figured out this thing I'm speaking of, the greatest gift is simply this. It is the gift of love. This season, and yes every day, may our desires be these. Be bold and bright, and bring the light, like Ernie's Christmas
1: trees. The Apostle Paul's admonition in Galatians 6 verse 9 to not grow weary in doing good can certainly be a challenge. This is especially true at the holidays when we can feel overwhelmed by the demands the season brings. So how do we maintain our energy and excitement at a time of year that can drain or extinguish both? The key is our perspective. In Colossians 3, verse 23 to 24, Paul instructs us, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. We need to stop, take a breath, and realize that each day is a gift from the Lord and each opportunity to celebrate and serve is a chance to feel His pleasure and approval. This Christmas, let's offer God the opportunity to breathe new life and new perspective into our holiday season. And always remember that it is the Lord Christ you are serving.
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Ernie's Christmas Trees was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, May your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes.